Hi, Matthew. Um, good to see you. Just want to give you an update on Rupert Resources and about our equity project. Obviously, we put out our PEA the other day, so uh, good to catch up again. Uh, you did put out your PEA, and I'm glad we're catching up. Um, I, I was slightly taken aback by the <laughs> scale of it, uh, given you're only three years in. So I, why don't you just kind of give some of the headline numbers, and then we'll kind of get into it, okay? Yeah, look, so, yeah, I guess that we were just really good, keen to get this out. I've been sort of frustrated as a fund manager not being able to talk about any financials. So, um, look, it's a first brush. It's like looking at our, the ounces we found so far. Um, the new resource total for the project is in the order of 5 million ounces. The study shows we recover 4.2 million ounces. Uh, the MPV on that is 1.6 billion at 5% discount, and that's an after-tax MPV. Um, and at 16.50 US gold price. And, um, look, the, but the MPV is one thing, but what is absolutely demonstrated by the study and translated from the drilling is that the payback on this is like two years. And, you know, the IRR on it at 16.50 is 46%. Um, and then if you look at the sensitivities in the back, I mean, it, it's phenomenal. So that's what it's really about. It's trying to demonstrate the the real value of the ounces we've discovered so far uh, and you know so we haven't spent that much discovering them and it's very early days into it so it's a it's a snapshot in time and we're hopefully going to show how that can evolve well th- that's what i want to get into this is two questions i had when i was reading through this uh the the, the num- numbers are obviously great the market's reacted well You're up you know plus 25 percent or settled at up 25 percent um you've you said this is the this is the beginning, and this is a moment in time. So, one, I guess, intent in terms of where you guys take this to, and and the, and the, and the cost per ounce of of doing so. But first of all, how have you done it? I know it's open pit, but it's which is you know cheaper than going underground. But is what's what's the shape of this pit? I mean, how are you how are you coming at it? Why why is the ASIC like seven fifty nine? I think, look, in the previous presentations, we've always shown this sort of like the long section of deposit and this sort of purple patch in the middle and the fact that it's just one cohesive lump. I mean, when you drill, I'm up at site now, when you're reminded where you've drilled like 100 plus meters of continuous mineralization and sometimes like five grams and I like record hold like eight grams, it's, it's just one big lump of rock. So if you think about mining that, it's not a narrow vein that you're, you know, you've got to put loads of development and loads of capital in to develop it. You basically take the surface off, the till off the surface and you're straight into it. And the strip, you know, in the early years, you're moving one and a half or 1.6 tons of waste for every ton of ore. Now that's just, and, and the grade of the material is twice the average open pit grade in the industry. So if you're pulling out stuff over two grams, so one of those tons are worth twice as much. And the other side of the equation is it's not costing you much to get them into the mill. And then the mill is super simple. We recover 95% of the gold and the process to do it is absolutely very straightforward. And so all those things, just the pure simplicity and this, we tried to get it across in previous like discussions in itself, and, but it, it's quite hard on this until you put it on paper. And I think this is, it, it, you know, it is, there should be low cost ounces just because of the, just the morphology of the deposit. And, and I think people always lose, you know, if you're, when you're in this industry and you really understand it well, it's all about the shape of the thing in the ground that you're trying to get out and how hard is it to get that to the surface. That's the main cost. And then it's how hard is its process or how complicated is this process. The, for this, both things are simple. 
Right. Okay. So, so the, the geology, the geography, and 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 the makeup of of the open pit is working for you. Let, let's talk about the intent here, because okay, nearly five. Well, circa five million ounces all categories. About three point eight six of that already in 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 in, um, in Indica M M and I. But again, it's the so the, can you find more? Can you find more at those um, of, of these higher grade ounces that you're seeing? Because if I look at the with well, the NPV for recovered ounce is about what three three seventy three three eighty that 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 sort of level. What's it costing you to find it? Find these uh, ounces? eleven dollars so far. So not, when we got to last September, we'd spent nine dollars an ounce. Uh, so in fairness, so in the last year we spent a couple more dollars an ounce in terms of that sort of cost in terms of the project. Uh, um, but you've got a bigger denominator now slightly. So sort of looking about how much you've actually spent on the ground, and so. I guess that's the key thing. You, you got to keep on thinking about how much this, it, it is costing you to farm more ounces. But when you've got that, when when your spread is so far from like, even if you get up to twenty and your MPV per ounce is like three fifty plus or three seventy plus, I mean, it's a, that's that's why people invest in this business in the exploration stage, isn't it? That that that's why the returns are, are, are possible. But um, so many times you don't see those because the valuation on the ounces recovered is often a lot lower, as we've shown in, in many of the charts. To, to find something that's, you know, often it's more like 200 or maybe $150 an ounce, whereas this is just exceptional in terms of the value. Well, it, it is exceptional. Like 46% like IRR at 1650 um, gold and, you know, a, a massive whopping 1.6 billion at BV5. It, it's very, very attractive. Maybe it's too attractive. I was talking to a CEO earlier this week about, and they're raising defense capital, money to stop people coming in and taking them, you know, taking them over at this point. How, and I know it's a PEA, so it's, it's early stage, but typically those things have, have a wide range of, you know, plus and minus. How, how do you manage this going forward? Because obviously, if you think you can find cheap answers like you've been doing, you want to kind of keep this thing going for a little bit longer, don't you? Yeah, look, the, the aim is now, like we have, you know, we've got the equipment on the ground. We're doing more drilling. We think, you know, we're trying to find the extensions of Ikri itself. Uh, maybe they're deeper in the east or just deeper below it. But then we've, you know, we've, the guys are waiting for the ground to properly freeze over so we can do the Ikri North. We only discovered that six months ago. And this is the thing Tom, you know, my father always reminds me. He says, you know, we found Ikri, you know, the first base at all hole went in in like December, January of 20, 2019, early 2020. We first did the first diamond drill hole into it in March, and then in May we released the results. So in like a five-month window, you found create, you know the, the, your life changes effectively. So we're still doing that exploration process. We still got lots of targets. You know the team are pretty hyped up, and and that's what we've got to do in the near term is make sure we continue to demonstrate if there could be something else that can get into the next stage of the study, but also just. You know, we're demonstrating like a 22-year mine life. I think it's 25 years the whole operation runs for. That's a huge amount of time from here to there. And as one of my geologists said to me today, he said, um, well, usually you only do this kind of stuff when you're in expert, when you're in production, maybe 10 years in, you're still finding stuff. He said, you know, we're doing stuff today to try and realize that value today rather than waiting until you're in production. You know, we're, we're trying to explore what could be there. Well, and those answers get 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 cheaper as you go forward, or the produced answers get cheaper as you go forward, because you know you kind of got those sunk costs over 
that kind of multi-decade um, peer, that multi-decade investment, it, it, it only gets better. Um, so with the cost, you, you, you got enough money now. Something, what's the cash position now? Uh, 37 million at the end of August, so maybe 30 million-ish now, I've been saying. Yeah. Right. Right, and then you kind of you, you well, we kind of you put out your six months, uh, three months or six months numbers, and obviously the, the, the burn rate um, is that expected to carry along at the same sort of rate, similar sort of the, rate, similar yeah. Yeah, kind of rate, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, so you're you're, you're good for eight, eighteen months or, or and beyond. Twenty twenty three, so it's been difficult twenty twenty two. Uh, for most in 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 this space, uh, people have been cash constrained. Do you, how do you see yourself playing twenty twenty three? Look, I think it's about, I mean, that was another reason to get the study out because it, it gives you this foundation on which to go and raise more funds. And people say, okay, well, this is still the potential upside from this. So are you prepared to carry on contributing funds into the company? How much you raise just depends on the market, doesn't it? You know, if you have a terrible market for gold and the shares are low, we can afford to raise a smaller amount of capital from our existing shareholder base and just have that flexibility in the business. We don't, you know, say we are going to have to raise more equity, but it, but it's about, um, you're not raising it on the back of just hope anymore. You're raising it on the back of you have this really, really amazing business that you, you should, should be able to develop. So you're investing into that. So look, we just manage it. And maybe if the market's better and people realize the value of the project a bit more, we raise a bit more, you know? Um, and, um, you know, I think, um, it's, we have to work on the basis that we're trying to demonstrate that this is a, a really good business to invest in at all times. And hopefully, you know, you know, and put that part best foot forward to investors and and institutions, and um, yeah, be there to support. Okay, and get, get, given the market background that you got, you come from, um, is there such a thing as too big? Does it get to a point where there are fewer and fewer of obvious um, takeover candidates or ob- obvious buyers of this? And you know, where where do you think that is, and how close are you? So taking a step back, when my the whole way we approach the engineering of it is to not not look at the size, not look at the amount of ounces it produces every year, not even look at the total amount of ounces it produces over the life of the project. It was to look at optimize around net free cash flow after tax every year. Don't worry about the discount rate. Take you know you're trying to generate a, a project that's at least twenty years long, and then demonstrate how good those net free cash flows could be. Uh, just like it was, and sort of take away the gold elements of the business. Just say, oh, this is a really good investment. And so, you know, to go back to your question, is it could be a lot bigger as long as it's generating these kind of margins. Um, the question is, but we're not going to make it bigger for the sake of it, just to generate the same amount of money. You know, it's about, it, 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 you know, mining is a challenging thing. I mean, but. But obviously, a small mine is as hard to develop as a big mine. But this one's a medium-sized mine at this point in time. We hope to demonstrate that there's more ounces that could add to the life of this project. Let's not necessarily make it any bigger. It already makes two hundred million dollars of free cash flow a year for for six years plus. So, um, you know, I think it, it's a good size at the moment, and it's the realistic size that a company like Rupert Resources could develop itself. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting optionality um, you, you've got there, but look, it's still just keep your feet grounded. It's it's PEA stage. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's still a, a growth component to this story, so people looking in should be, uh, you know, 
aware aware of that. Um, is there, and it's just, I guess one last one in, in terms of twenty twenty. I don't think many most people would have called the way it worked. But for you guys, what was what was the kind of the the the, the saving grace was was it the ability to kind of raise capital and just get on with the business of of developing your operation, or, or what, what would you put it down to? Yes, look, we we were fortunate. We raised money last year, uh, and we raised a reasonable amount of money at a good time. And so we, and then Agnico followed their interest in their shares. Uh, they also exercised their warrants earlier this year. So we've always, always tried to put ourselves in a position where you are, you're not restricted in your, in, by the market effectively. So look, <coughs> we're not going to wait until we've run out of money to raise more money. Um, you need to have a decent balance sheet. We've got 30 people working on, in, in this company now. Um, you need to give them some security, job security as well. You don't want people to leave, so you've got to make it a good place to, to work. But it, it's it's always a balance, Matthew, it, it, and it's just you know making sure that you know we have sufficient funds in the bank that you know we're not um, that doesn't drive what we do next. Ultimately, that doesn't stop us optimizing the project or having that flexibility. Um, it, it, it's that you know. So you know, at some point, you just need you need to make sure you you manage your balance sheet. As much as you're managing everything else in the business on the permitting geology every time. Brilliant. Look, James, look, thanks for the update. I appreciate you making time. Cause I, you're, you're in Finland right now, aren't you? I am, yes. What are you there to do? What's well, that? Catch up with the team. Is Tom there? Tom's here as well. We haven't been. Have, <laughs> Jeffrey's here. They're all up here. We're going to have a bit of a, a, bit of a get together for Christmas on Friday night. Our, that's our, our plan for this week. But really, just to see everyone and catch up. I've got a few meetings. We're doing some stakeholder meetings this week and, and, and we have been doing those for the last couple of weeks so yeah just uh, Very good. finally time to get back here after having my head in a PA for, for the last couple of months so it's good 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 well it's, it's a great great PA enjoy your uh, Finnish Christmas holiday I, I did uh, Christmas in Finland last year <laughs> freaking freezing the, the food was well an acquired taste but the alcohol they know how to do that extremely well uh, so <laughs> So I'll let you rush off uh, and see the guys and uh, we'll see you when you get back to London, okay? Okay, cheers, Matthew. Thanks for the opportunity again.